out to young Spielberg and Mike Taylor for crafting this new intro music that uh, we used to open this episode. We have been wanting for years to do something distinctive for the show, and it was a real treat to work with both of them on this. And uh, we have links to both of their fine work uh, on Spotify and just love both of these artists. They killed it. I am so pumped. Me too. Well, we started this season with our first blockchain episode covering Bitcoin. It seems only appropriate to bookend it with the season finale on Ethereum. So David and I are here together in person to tell this story. And as you all know from our Bitcoin episode, Bitcoin is some combination of a currency, a store of value, a medium of exchange, which all frankly are up for debate if it's doing a good job at any or all of those things. And as many of you who have bought or sold cryptocurrencies over the last six years know, there has been a big second game in town with Ether, ETH, the token used as a currency in the Ethereum network. But this time, it's not just about currency. Ethereum is something completely different. You can think of it more as a gigantic distributed computer that exists all around the globe in a completely decentralized way. It's the world computer. It is. It is one single virtual machine that runs across millions of CPUs all at the same time, albeit one very slow virtual machine. There is a strong argument to be made that this enormous tamper-proof, censorship-proof computer is maybe the most important invention of the last decade, laying the groundwork for technology companies to come for the next several decades. And while there are kittens and rainbows everywhere you look in Ethereum land, there were some absolutely wild stories that transpired to bring us to where we are today. This thing has had a pretty wild last year, uh, as, as most of you will, will know. Having a market cap 12 months ago at around $20 billion, earlier this year at $450 billion, sort of in the same 12-month stretch, it's been a heck of a year for Ethereum. This has been a heck of a year for a lot of things. No kidding. Well, are you an acquired Slack member? If not, you should. And aside from all the normal reasons that we usually point out, I'm sure this episode will have quite a vibrant digital assets channel discussion. It's a great way for beginners and the sort of crypto-aware alike to have great conversations. And uh, as always, you can join that at acquired.fm slash Slack. Another thank you to listener Austin Fedra for curating that channel and for helping with several discussions as we prepared for this episode. Now, on to our presenting sponsor for all of Season 8, Tiny. Today, we continue our exclusive miniseries with Jeremy on building wonderful internet businesses. Well, Jeremy, since there is so much media coverage about venture-backed companies, there's a temptation to believe that the only way to do it is to build for a massive market and be a huge independent company. But what if you want to build a company and sell it at some point? Any advice for people thinking about that? Yeah, there's lots of little things, but the biggest thing is replace yourself as soon as you can. So there's nothing an acquirer likes to hear more than, oh, I've been on vacation for six months without any cell service and the business has continued to grow. If you can do that, then you have something that's incredibly attractive to almost everyone to buy. There's other things like long-term contracts and strong management, but really all of those bubble up to being able to step away from the business. I mean, the biggest thing that we look for 
is really how involved is the seller in the day-to-day of the business. And oftentimes, even the seller doesn't realize how important they are to the business. And so that would be my one piece of advice to anyone who wants to sell their company, is to really make sure that they can step away from the business and have the business still thrive.